Duke versus Clemson. Football is not just physical, it's also mental and emotional. And that is why weathering the storm is one of my three keys to victory for your Clemson Tigers. And I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, as well as the founder of the Scouting Room. Guys, thank you all for tapping in. Happy Monday, and thank you for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you all for being the family, but thank you for being my every dayers. Guys, we have a fun show, a fun show for you. We're going to be talking about weathering the three keys to victory, weathering the storm, limiting the Duke Blue Devils rushing attack, and also protecting QB1. That is K Clubnik. Guys, you feel that? You feel that it is game day. All right, it is game day. We face those blue Duke Blue Devils tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, primetime Monday Night Football. Guys, before we get into all the acts, before we get into this conversation, I got to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, FanDuel. This episode of Locked On Clemson is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. As I said, guys, the three keys to victory. And, and as I said in the opener in, in the intro, football is a, yes, it's a physical sport, right? It's, you you, you want to have the bigger, stronger, more athletic, the faster team. You want to have the athletic aspect on your side, right? For for your from a, a talent standpoint, but it's also mental and emotional. And when you're on the road, big time game, one of the main things you have to do is weather the storm. You you hear any coach tell their team that pregame, guys, we're on the road. It's a night game. The crowd's going to be live. They're going to be amped in terms of the, the, the opposition. Your opponents are going to be hype, right? But you got to weather the storm. You got to stand tall, right? They might come, they may come out, they may enter this game and go two straight drives scoring touchdowns. Weather the storm. It doesn't matter, okay? We just keep on pushing because eventually what happens is they ride the emotional high that gets them to those early points, right? That, that, that you know, at the end of the day, it's always, it's, it looks good in, in the first quarter, right? But what about that third quarter, middle of the third quarter, top of the fourth? Do you still have that energy when the emotions have died down, right? When the storm has settled, right? And I'm not talking about getting into the eye of the storm where the storm's going to still pick back up. I'm talking about the storm is almost over. And when you get to that point, in the game, then that's when talent, preparation, right? Preparation meets opportunity can equal success. So those type of things take place, and you're like, okay, guys, now it's time to ball. Now it's really time to crank this thing up because we're going to see, like, because same thing with, like, you, you watch combat sport, other combat sports, right? Boxing, MMA. You Both fighters are amped, right? 
and, and, and things of that nature. Somebody, especially like boxing, if it's like in, in the player, you know, in, in the fighter's hometown or close to it, the crowd's on their side, so forth and on. The other, the other guy is, is, is looked at as the bad guy. He's the heel. And, and, and for that guy, it's like, okay, the crowd's going to be behind him. But let's see how long the crowd's behind him, you know, after I knock him down to, to, to the mat, after I give him that first knockdown, that first right hook and drop him down. Is the emotion still there? Are the are, are the emotions still running high? Is the energy at an all time high? Right, you know, because at the beginning of the games, in, the energy levels can probably power a city. Okay, that's how loud. That's how like ambitious. That's how energetic, just in general, that the fan base and the players will be. But again, if you come, if they if they if they take on, they, they step on the field, the Duke Blue Devils offense comes out there and they score fourteen points. But you score fourteen points. Guess what? It's still zero zero. Right? So what happens when they go three and out the next time? And then you score. Now it's 21-14. Right? They go three and out again. You kick a field goal. Right? Now it's 24-14. It's a 10-point game. 10-point game. You're you're at home, though. Duke, you're at home. And that's when the emotions die down. So at the end of the day, that's why I'm going to keep saying that they have to weather the storm. Weather the emotional storm that with the crowd, with the with, with, with the team, right? Uh, you know, and, and even – for themselves, you're going to deal with your own emotions, right? Where you might you might want to think about it, right? You think about R.J. Mickens, Andrew McCuba, you know, Phillips and all those guys in the, in the secondary, Nate Wiggins. You guys might get a little too amped and try to jump this quick crosser and they hit you over the top with a, with a 60-yard bomb, right? You want to take you want to jump that that sluggo, that slant and go, that double move because you want to take it to the house and, and silence the crowd, right? But they hit you with that slug, and that, that that pump, and then pump and go, right? Quarterback pumps you, you break, you you drive down. That receiver breaks up field, and there's no there's no safety over the top, or there's no help, and now it's a 67 yard play, and it's a touchdown, right? So now you gotta you gotta weather your own storm, weather your own emotions, and say, okay, I right, coach, that's on me. I got too hyped. I got too amped. I wanted to make a game-changing play right away. A lot of times, listen, like we say in basketball, there's no such thing as a four is a is a uh, 17 point shot, right? Like you down 17, there's no 17 point shot. There's not one shot that's going to uh, win the game for you uh, if you're down double digits, okay? And there's no one play that is going to, especially in the first quarter, no one play is going to dictate the game, right? Even if you got the pick six, they can still come back out and, and score again. Score the, score the next time, right? And now it's 7-7. Seven, seven. So it makes it 0-0 zero, zero again. So at the end of the day, that's where I look at this guy weathering the storm, dealing with the emotions of the crowd, dealing with the emotions of, of the Duke uh, uh, football team, and they're going to be amped. They're going to be ready to come out and defend their home turf. And they look at you guys. They look at your Clemson Tigers as a Super Bowl, as a national champion, as an ACC championship situation. Because if we knock them off and the Florida State knocks them off, if we can run the table – We'll be uh, we'll be in the ACC championship game with Florida State, not you no know, the Clemson Tigers, right? So I think that's that's the big thing: weathering that storm of the, the the fans, the players, and then weathering your own storm, your own emotions, calming yourself down. And when you have a coach like Dabo Sweeney, these guys are going to be prepared. They're going to be prepared. The main thing is just not going out there and making those emotional, uh, mental mistakes. Because you just are, like you're too hype. We see it with quarterbacks too, guys. We see it with quarterbacks. Hey, Klevnik, don't come out there too ant man. Relax. You know, let the game come to you. Don't come out there missing high and different things like that and throwing in the double coverage because you know you you just trying to give your guy a shot and no man, just play ball, just play ball. But weathering the storm, 
will be very pivotal. It'll be very key and very important for your Clemson Tigers. That's key number one of my three keys to victory. What is number two? Limiting that rushing attack, stopping the Duke Blue Devils from running the football. And like I said, I think I said it on Friday show, making them handicapped and playing with one hand tied behind their back. So limiting the rushing attack is my second key to victory. And I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Now it's time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Kate Klubnik, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. I chose Kate Klubnik for one simple reason. QB is the most important position in football. And now being the new QB one for your Clemson Tigers, he's got to go out there and change this game. Guys, uh, non-alcoholic brewing company, their brews are great tasting and they're award-winning. They have beaten out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and so much more. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use promo code Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's Locked On at checkout for 15% off at Athletic Brewing. The second, my second key to victory for your Clemson Tigers is limiting the Duke Blue Devils rush attack. And, and you say, DP, well, why is that so important? Well, last year in, in 2022, this is a team that this is a te- this is an offense that was very balanced. Okay, they you know they they attempted 31 pass attempts per game on average, but they they attempted 37 rush attempts. Right. So that's a very balanced dose of run versus pass. Very balanced. They average 231 yards passing with uh, one and a half touchdowns per game. But they but they also average, um, you know, in terms of just their their rushing attack, they average 140, 184 rush yards per game, averaging over five around five yards per attempt with two almost two and a half rush touchdowns per game. Now, who is their leading rusher? Guys, you already know, it wasn't the running back. It was Riley Leonard. It was their star quarterback, their dual-threat quarterback. Riley Leonard was their top rusher. So when you when I say you got to limit the run game, you got to make them play, uh, uh, you know, handicap, one hand tied behind their back. Riley Leonard had 124 rush attempts for just like a, literally – a yard shy of 700, 699 rush yards. He averaged almost six yards uh, per carry. He had 13 rushing touchdowns. He 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 had the most attempts by one attempt. He had the most yards by well over 100, and he had the most touchdowns by you know over with, uh, with more than five, with around five more than the the next guy who was supposedly one of the running backs. So at the end of the day, this young man is going to be very very pivotal. In every aspect, right? In every aspect of the game, he is going to be pivotal for our defense to key in on and to stop. You don't want him breaking free like he did against Boston College because they run that zone read. They run uh, QB power. They do different things, guys, with the run with the run game where they call actual design runs. But then he has the athletic ability and improvisational skills that he can create for himself. So you think about this and you look at it like, okay, what do we need to do here? We need to stop the run, right? They want to be balanced. Seven more rush attempts than pass attempts on average for the season last year per game. 
So they clearly want to run the football. Okay, so what do you do? You stop that. Oh, Bill, Bel- they always talk about how, how great of a coach Bill Belichick is in the NFL. One of the things he likes to do, whatever you want, whatever you want to do, he wants to stop you from doing that. Okay, so if you want to go uh, and throw the ball 50 times, he wants you to run it because he knows that you don't want to run it. Okay, so in that case, the question is, do the Duke Blue Devils, you know, Mike Elko and that offensive staff, do they trust the passing game enough to lean on it? Or do they want to lean more on the run, right? Is there a specific reason? Because they have talent at the quarterback position. They have talent at wide receiver, okay? But in this situation, and then here's the, here's the other key. Remember, I keep, I keep bringing this name up because it's a name that you got to highlight. Jake Hornybrook, the right tackle who's never played tackle a day in his life at the college football level. He's played left guard and he's played right guard. So what are you saying, DP? What I'm telling you guys is this. That young man, why would you expose him to 40 pass attempts? with Xavier Thomas ready to rock and roll this season. Why would you expose him to that if you are the coaching staff? Here's the thing. You don't. You do not do that. You do not expose him to high amounts of pass block opportunities unless the game script just goes out of the window, right? You want to run the ball. You want to let him – because you got to think about this, guys. Like offensive linemen, they they tend to get into rhythm – when they can get the run game going, right? Be physical, lean on guys. Like I told, I think I talked about this um, on, on Friday's show. When you run the ball heavy, you allow your 300 plus pound offensive lineman to lean on 240 pound, 250 pound edge rushers, 290 pound D tackles, and all that type of stuff. And even getting to the linebackers, you can drain their legs, you can tire them out. Right. It's just like in the basketball, just like in basketball, right? When you have a bigger body, uh, you know, offensive player, and the guy that's guarding him, his defender is smaller. You know how you take away a jump shot? You pound the paint. You 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 know what I'm saying? You make that person's leg. You make him defend and everything like that. So you you sitting there. You think about Shaq. Think about Shaq. Dirk Nowinski having to play center all game against Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. Dirk isn't hitting too many threes after you know by the time we get past halftime because Shaq is going to have his body so beaten up and so tired he's not going to be able to chuck up those long distance shots. So in the football sense, when you lean on edge rushers who are quick twitch, who are explosive in the lower body on the from their legs, you drain those legs, man. You lean on them, you make them have to you know to to legitimately stand up at the point of attack and be physical. A lot of times you do that long enough in the game, man, you don't have enough juice in the fourth quarter when it's third and 10 and you need to get to the quarterback. So that's what you do. You, you, they're gonna, I expect them to want to run that ball and get Jake Hornybrook into a rhythm, get him comfortable. But if you come out passing, right, or you take away – if Clemson and Dabo Sweeney and Wes Goodwin, the defensive coordinator, take away this rushing attack, take that away, right, and force Jake Hornybrook to drop back 30-plus times, out of necessity, not because, again, basketball or football, two, three zone in basketball forces you to take shots out of rhythm from, from the long range, right? It's not like, hey, I was coming off the screen and I could just pull up a three. No, it's we can't get to the paint, so we got to swing the ball around and we're taking shots that we don't want to take, okay? And that's the same thing, right? Instead of Pass blocking on play action, right after you've ran the ball so well, and, and you're and you're picking your spots, and it's more calculated. You have to pass protect. You have to drop vertical, drop diagonal, quick set. You got to do those things 
out of necessity to protect your quarterback because the game script, Clemson's up 15, Clemson's up 17, you got to throw it. You can't keep running it, or you're going to basically tell the fans we're surrendering to the Tigers because running the ball runs the clock out. So that's why I look at is this second, that, that second, my second key to victory, limiting the rushing attack, forcing them to pass, which opens up the opportunity. Like I said, preparation plus opportunity can equal success. So now if you're Xavier Thomas and you say, listen, we're up 14 and they're dropping back every play, pin those ears back, XT, and go be an X-Man. All right, go be a, the X-Man that you are. Go be that u- that uber-powerful, uber-talented, you know what I'm saying, uber-athletic uh, uh, specimen that you are. Go be special and teach Jake. Matter of fact, here's what you do. You give him a welcome to the 2023 season. Welcome to playing offensive tackle. Give him that moment where you blow by, you dip and rip, and you come and sack him, strip sack, you know, Riley Leonard, because the, the right tackle has to drop back more times than he might be comfortable with. So, guys, when like I said, the second key to victory, limiting the rushing attack, Forcing them to to play uh, with one hand tied behind their back, forcing them to play handicap, forcing them to throw the ball at a high clip a lot in this game, and allow your pass rushers to get in the backfield, force them to be not to be balanced, force them to be pass heavy, and you can have success, guys. But let's get to our final. Our, our, listen, you know, last but certainly not least, my third key to victory: protecting QB one, K Klubnik. Why is that so important? I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers can bet five dollars. Five bucks, five buckaroos, and get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Not up to, I'm sorry, $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. So all you have to do is bet $5 and you will you are guaranteed to get back in bonus bets $200. Plus all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. Guys, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. My third and final key to victory for your Clemson Tigers is very simple. Protect QB1, Cade Klubnik. You got to keep him upright. And this is for multiple reasons, guys, right? Number one, you want him to be comfortable and confident. If you listen, we this, this past weekend, right? Saturday night, you had North Carolina versus South Carolina. Spencer Rattler was sacked nine times. And as that game went on, you got into the fourth quarter. And Spencer Rattler played well. He played well. Made incredible throws, incredible plays, you know what I mean? Extending all the stuff that he did. The offensive line was terrible. Absolutely awful. And eventually, all the hits, right? Even when he wasn't sacked, it's QB hits, all of those things adding up, adding up. He started to get antsy in the pocket. His eyes started to come down to the rush. He stopped. He, at times, he, he started kind of scattering and bailing even clean pockets because he just felt like, I can't trust these guys. So that's number one when it comes to, to protecting Cade. You don't want him to have those things where he's thinking and, and, and not reacting. He's thinking, man, I, I may have to get out of here. Instead of, you know, typically the, 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 the sweet spot or the phrase is like quarterbacks have three seconds in the pocket to get the ball out. You don't want Cade thinking shaving time off of the three seconds. 
okay, 1.5 to two seconds. I got to get the ball out or I got to get out of the pocket. You don't want him thinking that, right? So protecting him is big. Now you say, DP, well, what? how was the protection last year? How, how many how many sacks did we give up? The, last year with, with DJU and, and combined with Kate Klubnik, only 28 sacks on the season. Now when you look at the Duke Blue Devils last year, they had 36 sacks, right? When they had two, uh, you know, had two players uh, over five sacks. Dwayne Carter, who's their star defensive lineman, and then their nose tackle, Brandon Johnson, both of them having five and, the, five and a half, okay? Now, the crazy thing about it, also, uh, ball security, because Dwayne Carter is one of the best in football in terms of getting in the backfield as, and creating pressure as the interior defensive lineman, but also getting the ball out. He had three forced fumbles and also recovered three uh, fumbles last year as well. You know, Brandon Johnson, he had two, he went two for two. Two fumbles forced, two fumbles recovered. This this is a team, actually, when you look at the fumbles forced last year, they had 17 fumbles forced and 16 recovered. So that's a, those are great odds in terms of if they get back there, they are coached to go after the football and then go and, and, and be aware, okay, I got the ball out, now go get the ball, right? And, and things like things that – and it's, it's – it's also being coached to uh, having that motor. It's because it's just not enough. Don't you see some guys get sacks and celebrate? This is not a defense that does that. So protecting Cade, <clears throat> number one, keeps him comfortable in the pocket and keeps him trusting the protection of, so he can make the plays that he needs to make. And, and then number two, it helps with um, it helps with turnovers because this is the team that's coached and is really good at creating fumbles, turnovers via fumbles. Now also on the flip side of the turnover aspect keeping him protected will not uh, force him or, or speed up his process where then he's not reading the coverage well enough. He's reading it too quick and he's throwing the ball. And now you're allowing a safety to drive down and they like they run cover one robber. They're showing too high, but they, they <clears throat> but that strong safety is the robber and he works down pre uh, post snap. Right. And he tr- triggers down and robs, uh, you know, robs the offense of a possession because he just took took that. You want to try and throw that in breaker. Well, guess what? It's double coverage because now I'm right here as the robber on the inside on inside leverage. So it's all these different things that, that comes with protecting him. Right. Because then, then at the same time, like I said, what, what, are, what are the benefits of protecting him? Not not just limiting potential turnovers, not just keeping him comfortable you know, on, on the, like adding to keeping him comfortable. Because if you protect him, you give him time in the pocket, you allow him to assess the defense, you allow him to strike with calculated reads and, and reactions and throws, and then you allow him to get into a rhythm. And anytime you see a quarterback get into a rhythm and it just turns out like, okay, he's just whatever. Because you see guys get into a rhythm and, and they start making plays that they don't make at the beginning of the games. Right, I think it was in that game in South Carolina and um, in North Carolina, Drake Mays rolling to his left. And he squares his shoulders, throws back, crosses body to an underneath defender who's about five, six, seven yards, five, five yards away. But he throws, he, he turns and does this number here and throws it right past the, the pursuing defender, defensive lineman, right? That's special stuff. But he didn't do that at the beginning of the game. He got into a rhythm. And that's the stuff that you want to see from Cade. But Cade can't do those things, guys, unless you protect him, unless you get him into a rhythm. So why is it important? Let's go over Let's recap it one more time. Why is it important to protect Cade Covenant? Why is that one of the keys? Number one, it allows him to be. It allows him to be comfortable in the pocket. Trust the offensive line. And when he has time, he can then assess Read, react, and slice and dice that Duke Blue Devil defense and allow him to get into a rhythm. Number two, it prevents and lessens the chances 
of turnovers, whether that's him not trusting, uh, not being able to trust the protection, his, his process is sped up and he's throwing passes too quickly and throwing them into double coverages or trap coverages and it turns into interceptions, okay? Or, uh, you know, with that pass rush, with that defensive line, they're coached to get the ball out, they're coached to strip sack the quarterback. And if you don't protect him and you allow Dwayne Carter, Brandon, uh, it was a Brandon Joseph, you know, Brandon Johnson, I'm sorry, and any of their other defensive linemen, if you allow a defensive player, front seven as well, if they blitz, if you allow these guys to get back there and they're strip sacking your quarterback, there's more opportunities, right? Preparation. They prepare to do these things. Preparation plus opportunity can equal success. And if you allow them the opportunity to pull, to add with their preparation, they can not only strip sack your quarterback, but then turn it, you know, make it a turnover and give the ball back to their offense to Riley Leonard in short fields. So there's so many p- benefits of protecting Cade, but those are the main ones for me, guys. Allow him to assess, read, react, slice and dice and get the ball out and get into a rhythm so he can prove why he is and he was uh, named QB1 this summer. So, guys, that is our show, man. I had a great time talking about you. Like I said, happy Monday. Uh, thank you all for making Lockdown Clemson your first listen today and every day. Monday through Friday, man. I appreciate y'all. Listen, remember the remember this phrase: FTA for the algorithm. Comment, 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 so it stays within the YouTube's algorithm, man. Help your boy out. Let's continue to build this thing up. Go, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube. <clears throat> or wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it is available on YouTube. Like I said, for the algorithm, that's what I want you to comment and everything. But also, guys, uh, hit the bell notification, subscribe. Let's get the channel up to 1,000 subscribers. We're well over 600. We're creeping closer to seven. Let's get there. Let's get there. I want to be at 1,000 by week three. Let's get, Can we do it? That, that, that's my challenge to y'all. Can we do it? And in fact, if we can, all right, I'll do a raffle. And I'll do a raffle. OK, and then I'll give I'll do get some send some Clemson merch uh, uh, to 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 any of the subscribers. Right. To, to, to I'll pick one and, and everything like that. And we will go from there, guys. So let's do that, guys. Uh, tap in and listen. Let me know in the comments as well. Do you want me to go live around seven o'clock? To, you know, tonight. Do you want that? I will. I will bring it to you. Matter of fact, check the community check because I asked in there too. But I, I'm I'm thinking about going live and we just kind of hop in, talk ball together. Uh, everything. I answer some questions and everything like that. Well, with you guys, with the family, and I appreciate everything you guys do. So listen, tomorrow we're recapping the game. We're recapping the game tomorrow, guys. And then you know Wednesday, I'm gonna get into the film. You know, tomorrow I'm gonna get into the film whenever it drops, and then I'm gonna you know bring you a breakdown and everything. Uh, you know, just a verbal breakdown, but the the real breakdown film wise will be on the patreon account that i will drop in the community chat but guys listen thank you all so much in terms of twitter you can find and follow me there at dp underscore nfl talk to me because i do talk back come and join the conversation again tomorrow